So let's take it from the top. We are episode three for us, um, and we're very excited today because we have a very valuable source of information with us. Um, this page is called Super Raptor. If you're not following him on Twitter and checking out his articles on Medium, please do. But without further ado, sir, once again, we will uh, have you just give us a quick recap on, um, yeah, how you started. Um, I kind of know a bit after our last technical difficulty, but I'm Let's uh, let's recap again. <laughs> uh, no worries. You know what? Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for having me on. And um, no, you know what? I just got into this because I'm a crazy Raptors fan anyway. You know, like I'm one of those Raptors fans that is constantly itching for new news in the off season. And then I figured that, you know what? If I'm reading articles, if I'm looking for information, I could just share this information on Twitter. Maybe people will find value in it, Right. Uh, but then I found that, you know, the articles that I shared, the response that I got was that, you know, most people didn't really read them. And uh, people actually preferred me just sort of giving my opinion, you know, on what was going on. And through the course of doing that, I realized that, you know what, there's some topics that my opinion didn't take a little bit longer to get across than the character limit that Twitter has. So that's why I started, uh, you know, a blog where every now and then when there's a topic that I feel like I need to put a little bit more insight into, I'll just go and write an article on there about that. Like I said, uh, the, the topic that I'm eager to write about next is what the impact of Pascal Siakam returning uh, to this Toronto Raptors roster is going to be. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I know in the last, before we cut out, you had mentioned the word... Uh, degenerate fan and i think you know it's good to hear that. It's, good, it's good it's it's good to get the support because i feel the same way sometimes you know after uh after a tough loss i'll go on and you know my my fiance will be all are you still looking at raptor stuff and just can't let it go so it's good to hear that it's good to hear that so yeah if you uh anybody out there check it out it's a uh, superraptor.medium.com you can check out his analysis um i i found it very uh, very informative it's been great one of the when I started to get into this, um, it's one of the first pages that I saw started to follow. So, you got some great takes, and um, yeah, your fandom really really shows through. So yeah, thank Jeremy you. Kind of directed us. me towards you, and I kind of liked a lot a lot of your takes. So, but here's a question Thanks. for you: uh, When did you start becoming a fan? So you know what? I've been a Raptors fan since the very beginning. So I'm like, let me put it this way: When the Toronto Raptors were becoming a franchise. I was in grade seven or grade eight and they came to my school and they did like a poll. They, they brought us into the wow. gym and then they asked everybody, Oh, you know, what should the name be for the Toronto basketball franchise? And then everybody was able to put their opinion in. I, my opinion was that they should have been named the Toronto T-Rexes. They said they wanted to have a Jurassic Park theme. Jurassic Park was really big at the time, you know, and I thought, you know what, Toronto T-Rexes, it's T-T, right? It's, but no, I'm glad that oh, yeah. they didn't go with my opinion and that they went with the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> so, so I've been a fan since before the franchise even existed. And then through thick and thin, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the Raptors could lose every single game till the rest of the year, and I would still be as committed of a fan uh, as I am. Like, I've, I've already gone through the ups and downs. Winning that championship was just the cherry on top. Like, like it's just something yeah. that was on my bucket list. Like, I told my wife that... If I if I pass away, the life insurance is over there. But just know that, you know, there's going to be some time. 
<laughs> right? That's, that's awesome. Off of, I, I could die happy now, you know? Yeah. This tombstone, we won. We got a chip. <laughs> Deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> you, you're like Nav on Twitter for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true, true, man. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> fan. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, you know, we call that, me and Justin always call that day one. And I'll give you a little quick backstory on that. My day one is fan fleet. Um, sorry, day one, obviously huge Raptors fan. Real quickly, uh, grew up in Windsor, Ontario. The only squad we had then was the, was Pistons, the Bad Boys. Isaiah retired. Heard he was going to be um, heading up that new team. Quickly made okay. the switch. Had to do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, oh, yeah. So that's what that was my day one. But we always claim day ones. We'll get another day, <laughs> but yeah, day one, man. You're a day one fan. I love it. Yeah. Some I thought, people. Are... I thought I was hardcore when when I I started following the Raptors because I, I I became a fan with the Vince era, and oh, yeah. after Vince, there was like about three rebuilds. And then you yeah, kind of mm-hmm. suffer through three rebuilds, and then I thought I was a super fan. So, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome, man. You know, you know what, Vince? Uh, Vince really just put this franchise on the map, and uh, yeah. just like back. he took yeah. my fandom to the next level as well. You know, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, you you could not right. It was like watching a live video game. Day, it was just insane. Um, Absolutely. You know, he was amazing. I still believe that he is the most talented player we've ever had you know like like did we mismanage that you know like uh was he exactly was he mentally that tough like you know mentally he's not like a kobe you know but in terms of pure raw talent like he's the most talented guy we've ever had like Kawhi leonard is a beast he he's a superior player to uh when we had vince carter even in vince carter's prime you know he's a superior player but he became that way because of just grinding it out in the gym. And like when he came into the league, he wasn't like that. But Vince, when he came into the league, like he had a chance. Yeah. He had a chance to be one of the greatest of all time, but you got to want it. You got to have that Kobe, that Kawhi mentality of just putting in so much work. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's borderline mental illness in a sense that kind of works out (laughs) for you. Cause you know, I love Kobe. You know, I'm a, Kobe, I got. I, I'm one of the greatest things in my life. I can say is I got to watch him play live. I fanboyed mm. out on him when he was in Detroit. Like I, I oh, okay, you know, like I, I love Kobe. But you're absolutely right. But when you see that, um, real quick, real, real quick story. I'm in Las Vegas for. A, I used to work for a company. We had a convention there. I get in the back. They picked us up at the airport. It was they. They did it right in the back of a Denali limo, and I'm sitting oh, nice. there and. In town that week, the uh, Beijing, uh, no, it would have been Beijing. It would have been London Olympic squad. Oh. In London. I got to think now. I got to think where we, whatever. I'm, I'm getting old. Um, whatever. The <laughs> Olympic team was was in town. Uh, I'm on my way to the hotel, and the guy's telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, I drive the Olympic players. I'm like, oh, really? I'm just not really caring at that point. And then he said, you know who's an asshole? I said, oh, no, who? He said, Kobe Bryant. I said, really? Oh, wow. He was he says, yeah, I picked him up this morning right where you were sitting. And, man, I if he wouldn't have had his eyes in the mirror, I would have been licking that seat. He was like <laughs> – he was telling me – he's like, that guy has to be at at 5 a.m. Like, has to oh, be wow. there. 
Yeah, and the guy's like, it's bull. You know, I'm, I'm kind of running a bit of late. He's kind of rushing me there. The rest of the guys are really nice. They're showing up at a good time, 9, 10 a.m. And I'm thinking to myself, that's why he's the freaking man. <laughs> Five hours they, before some players get there, the dude has to be at the gym. Um, man, and that's the – when I see that, you're absolutely right. Vince didn't have that. Did he have a lot of other stuff going on? But, like, that, that's why we're in rarefied air, you know? I do agree with you. With I think so too. I think Vince was the best pure talent and easily the best athlete we ever had. Uh, mm. you know, when you don't have to rely on basketball talents to put up thirty points, like you're not in the you're not in the mindset, and you could still put up thirty. Yeah, you're a freak, man. Yeah, big time, big time. No, you know what? Kobe taught a lot of people how to be great, right? Um, yeah. I was yeah. watching an interview of his. He basically said that he figured out that most basketball players work out twice a day, that if he worked out one extra time by starting at 5 a.m., then he gets an extra workout. He puts in 50% more work than everybody else, and that's the secret to success. And a lot of guys, guys like Kawhi, like, you know how Kawhi has knee issues and things like that? And then they ask him, like, well, what, where did you get this injury? What is this? And he, and he said it's wear and tear, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. and that's why they do, they do the load management and stuff on him because the guy, the guy works so much in practice that like, yeah. I don't know, you got to save him sort of. Right. Yeah. 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 He's not saying load management and I'm not going to, I'm going to go home and play video games or I'm going to go shopping, you know, his, his, his head's on basketball all the time and on winning. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So uh, real quick, let's just, uh, what do you guys think of the, of the past week? You know, um, Justin, what did you see that you liked? What didn't you like? Uh, I liked the last win. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, a couple games before, I think the, the Mavs and the Bulls, I, I thought the Raptors played pretty good. Like, it wasn't like an effort issue or anything. I think it was just uh, some maybe like some execution, maybe like at, like maybe some execution or like some inexperience kind of mm-hmm. when you're playing against, like, the Mavs and the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, but I mm-hmm. thought they competed really hard in those games, but they they, they just came, they just lost. Like, they had a yeah. big lead against the Mavs, and the Mavs just came on. Uh, the Bulls, they just fought. They, they fought really hard. Freddie was playing really hard. I, I thought they, they, they could have won that one, for sure. They, they, they battled to the end, and they just kind of lost with uh, from maybe a basket or two. And then the Indiana yeah, game, I thought they played really well from top to from the start of the game. Oh, the yeah, yeah, it's coming along. No doubt. Do you, uh, how about you, Jeremiah? What would you like? What didn't you like? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think that only the opening game, like that, was the only real stinker. You know that we had, right? right. Other than that, so that was just a terrible effort. You know, um, other than that, like this is a new team, and Nick Nurse. Like, even though we've got those core guys, the way that we play is a little bit different than we've played in the past. You know, this is something that Fred Van Vliet was saying in uh, one of his interviews. The coach is asking us to do a lot of different things on offense that we, that we weren't doing last year. And so right. I really believe that, you know, OG and Fred Van Vliet, they have to provide a little bit of stability when it comes to the offense. Like, when I say stability, I mean, I don't need them to score 50%, shoot 50% from the field and 40% from the three-point line. But they got to shoot like 30% from the three-point line and 40% from the field at least. Because what that does is it settles everybody else down, you know? 
And as long as we're doing that, <clears throat> I think our defense has been impeccable. Like we're number six uh, in the league in terms of defensive rating right now. And mm-hmm. I think that if it wasn't for the fact that our offense was so bad in some of those games, we definitely would be a top five defensive team, you know? So being a top five defensive team is going gonna, is gonna to allow you to be in a lot of matches, right? Um, and then, you know, working the new players in, the offense is going to continue to improve. So honestly, you know, I mean, we win tonight in Orlando and we're 500. Now I know That's that, right. you know, the majority of our games were at home. So this was like a softer part of the schedule. But that being said, you know, new team, we're the third youngest team in the league, right? Yeah. If we can be 500 after today to go on the road, I think that's not a bad start. You know, I, I've said this on Twitter multiple times. I really believe that we just got to hold serve. We just got to be hanging around 500 until Pascal Siakam gets back. And when you Pascal Siakam gets back, then all of a sudden that's going to settle everything down. And just I love the makeup of the team. I love how uh, the team has been built and the length and the strength that we have. That's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Put a, I feel like that's what it is, man. Put a Band-Aid over the dam, and then we'll fully patch that dam up when, uh, when, when uh, Pascal comes back. What I'd like to touch about the week, um, to your points, like, like you said, nothing like a stinker at the first game um, was in setting the tone. When OG comes out the way he does in the first quarter, it, and it, you know he can once he does that, you're right. Things settle down. Everyone starts. Mm-hmm. It looked great. The only thing on Dallas was some questionable foul calls. Um, foul calls, fair enough, um, and uh, it kind of derailed us. Um, some of the things that, to both your points, are it's like tightening up. Uh, I had 17 assists, and I had said this to a friend of mine. I had said he could have had 30 if there was finishes at the rim. Like, you know, he, they're, they are going to get that lob down between him and Precious. I'm confident. Yeah. But there is three or four of those that, whether the lob was off or the finish was off, regardless, that's that's an easy point. Easy assist once they can get that down, man. So um, like, Exactly. Like, just tighten these little things up game by game. And I like the fact that we're kind of um, – as we always are, this is what Overhated was born off of. Overhated, mm-hmm. we're under the radar. We always are. We're never, it's, we're never taken seriously. It's always, oh, you know, it's Toronto. Yeah, but it's Toronto. Keep thinking that, man. We're coming hard. Um, Absolutely. No, you know what? This is this team is a special situation. You know, I truly I believe agree. that. Yeah, I believe that there's something about this organization. There's something about this fan base, and every single year. You know, we get counted out. Like, yeah, we'll we'll win. We'll win like fifty nine games uh, with Demar Derozan, and then the following year, people will say that, oh, we're probably going to finish uh, seventh or eighth in the league because Three, the rest yeah. is so good. You know, so they, the public right. love to do that, but uh, we keep finding a way to win. You know, it was yeah. crazy. You know, I I I hold back to this with uh, Justin and I talked about this. Um, it, it, it's 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 how much hate we get for the years that LeBron beat us. I'm like, yes, but LeBron also beat 15 other teams in the conference. It wasn't mm-hmm. as if it was just us losing, like no got past him, but it always comes down to, you know, the hate that the Raptors get. It's, it's absolutely insane. In the Kings prime, we were, we were losing. It is what it is, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of like an America versus uh, Canada thing too, because, 
Um, you know, I mean, these pundits, these ESPN pundits and stuff like that, they know that 99% of their viewership is American. And, like, you know, they want to have more viewers, not less. And so they're always going to be uh, putting it, you know, from, like, a, putting a biased opinion out there, you know, that their viewership yeah. is going to be happier about yeah. these, right? It's true. They always, like, discount, like, our championship as well. Like, Steve, a, they never mention <laughs> us, like, winning a championship yeah. or, or anything. Like, yeah, the first, I don't know if it, the first, I don't know if you guys have heard the yeah. sorry. I don't know if you guys heard uh, Gilbert Arenas talk about the Raptors recent championship. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's I like don't know. I thought that was super disrespectful. So Did he? Big time. Yeah. Big I mean, time. He was like saying how like oh the Toronto Raptor chip actually counts. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was, of, it was along the lines of, oh, so we're saying that that actually counted. We're yeah. saying that actually counted. And the question was, do you think that the Raptors can defeat again? And he's like, no, man, nobody wants to play there, right? Nobody wants to play there. And it's just like, listen, Gilbert Arenas, there's a reason why your career was so short. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. You're <laughs> playing in like the big three or whatever league you play in right now for a reason, Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. You know? How many chips do you get, kid? Oh, my God. You know what? They can't take that chip away, though. Like, that's the thing. Whatever they want, but it's etched into history. Like, we took the Larry OB away from that country and brought it into our country here for a year. And so... My argument is always, you know, part of the reason, part of the reason you get there, like, I always hear injuries. I'm like, right. So this is why um, everybody in the organization gets a ring, not just the players. Our medical staff kept people healthy. We had low management. That's a team, man. You don't. And hey, I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, with the Lake Show, but you don't just load up and guarantee to win it. If that's the case, we wouldn't have a season. You just have a payroll and say, okay, here's your shit. You got to play. You got to stay healthy. Um, yeah. And then you got to execute, man. The ball doesn't go in the net. So I, I hate having these arguments with that. You know, it, it, you know what it is, too, and I'm sure you guys have seen this. Um, every fan thinks they're the best fans. I know it. But we are we're Canadian, and I'm sure people mm. out here are going to hear this and blast me. There's some fans out there, man, some fan bases that I, you know, I understand. We're, we're drinking some good Kool-Aid right now with the Raptors. We're feeling it, but I, I think they're just they, they they need to go to detox and rehab for their Kool Aid because it's it's over the top, <laughs> you know. Like the things I'll hear that uh, Kawhi won you a chip. You're for and I'll I'll respond. Your franchise doesn't have a chip and nothing back. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, yeah. Don't you think of that first before you say something? Don't you think? Wait a minute. We've never been to the dance. Not even been to the dance, man. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, they want to. They want to. They want to say that Kawhi was the one that won the championship, not the Raptors. You know, um, and then they want to say the injury thing. It's like, listen, Golden State won a championship. They faced the Cavs in the finals, and yep, Love yep. And Irving were both injured. You know, and so you and don't we, take their chip away. You don't say that. Oh, Golden State didn't deserve that because if Irving and Love uh, were playing for the Cavs, then LeBron would have won another one. You don't say that. It doesn't matter. It's though. over. Yeah, it's etched into history. It's done. And and Kawhi Leonard, you know, he made a he made a huge mistake uh, by leaving oh. the Raptors. Like 
Like, I love Kawhi, but I'm going to be forced to evil eye him a little bit for the rest of my career, my rest of my uh, fan <laughs> career over here. Because, us and us, exactly, and us another chip, I think. Let me ask you so, like, me and Justin believe this with our soul, um, hands down, real quick. Kawhi stays, we repeat. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We won fifty nine games. We won fifty nine games without Kawhi after he left. You know. Yeah. And so yeah. imagine if we had Kawhi one more year. I mean that that team didn't even really have an opportunity to build that chemistry. You know. No. Another year exactly. with Kawhi, the confidence and everything that we had, the like the momentum that we had just from winning the championship, took us into such another really really. Sorry, that's my dog in the background. Yeah, me too. I got, I got a dog too. I get you. I feel you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, we won, we won 59. Sorry to cut you off, uh, Jeremy. No, 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 59 games just because of the momentum and confidence that we had after winning that championship. And if we still had Kawhi Leonard, you know, yeah. uh, and Danny Green, then uh, 100%, I think we're repeating. 100%. And OG's coming back too that year. That's oh, amazing. yeah, I know he was coming back. The more he could have learned and developed under, you know, under, uh, under Kawhi. Um, you know, it's something to say what if about. And then what I always go to, to what I always deflect to when it comes to Kawhi is he, he – I can't fault him. I always try to look at it from the player's perspective. You know, the guy comes in the league and he's playing for one of, if not the, what I think is the best coach of all time, Greg Popovich. He's got – like, you can't even – you can't really choose a, a better cast of veterans to play with, right? Than he had in San Antonio mm-hmm. to learn off of and be around. So then he goes to Toronto, maybe not looked at, you know, it's like you said, there's not the, the aura that we had, but world-class organization with uh, the best front office, wonderful teammates going to LA. Perhaps he didn't know, like you know, perhaps he didn't know that not every organization is like this. Um, it's it it's different and pat beverly is not kyle or friendland fleet mm-hmm. uh you know you, you have a uh, you had montrez there you had people there that kind of had a different opinion i didn't gel as much so i knew from the get-go i said the clips ain't winning and i said what what makes us mm-hmm. who we are is our is our team mentality right like our the even God, shout out Norm, like Norm Powell in the playoffs. You know, you have those key players that aren't selfish, that will put it up, that will put up points when the next man can't. And I I saw Kawhi when he was in that bubble, man. He was frustrated. You could tell he was very frustrated. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened across the court with the Raps. Wouldn't have happened. Big time. And then you look at us, uh, you look at us that year, you know, like we win the 59 games, you know? Yeah. And you basically yep. – you basically have everything in place already, you know, and just that that one extra piece is what would have taken us over the top. And then who made it to the finals that year? The Miami Heat. And no disrespect yeah, to the Miami Heat. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler is a great player. He's like a poor man's Kawhi, in my opinion. But we're, we're, we're making it past. We're coming out of the East if we had Kawhi, basically. So, like, so in other finals, um, you know, like appearance was yeah. bad. That Miami Heat team didn't just didn't look like the type of team that would have been able to stop us, basically, right? We would have for sure got past Boston for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, 
Like, yeah. if, if Game 7 was played in Toronto, we probably would yeah. have gotten past Boston just with the team that we had. Exactly, yeah. So, oh, without like, the bubble, man. Yeah, without the bubble, we were – who knows what could have happened. Yeah, that's a different yeah. atmosphere. And even, you know, I don't even count last year. Last year was, like, one huge preseason to me, I feel. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, Big time. Yeah. So – um, I have some questions here. I think I sent them out, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll change a few on the fly. I just want to get to two of you, uh, two of your opinion. I know Justin feels some strongly about um, one of these, and I'm st- I, I don't know how I feel about the first one. Okay, guys, so tell me, hell yeah or hell nah? Malachi needs 15 to 20 minutes a game. Justin, what do you think? I'm gonna me. Yeah, um, at first when we lost that those couple games. I thought he should have got some minutes, but after watching Delano in the last game, I'm like, okay, he can sit on the bench for a little bit more because Delano was really good last game, just on defense, and he actually hit a couple shots too, so. Not yet, at least. Not yet. (laughs) Same. Exactly. You know what? In my opinion, like, if we start losing a bunch of games and this year ends up becoming a write-off and the purpose of the year becomes to develop the younger players... That's the only scenario where I can see him uh, playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. Even then, uh, with the way that Banton's playing and the size that he has, like, like six nine point guards are not easy to find, man. Like this guy could no. this guy could be like another Ben Simmons for us. And um, but he made two he made two threes in the last game. You know, yeah. So yeah. I like Banton's upside. And like, no disrespect to Flynn, I always liked his game, but we're kind of moving in a bit of a different direction. And, um, you know, in terms of the, the style of play and the size that we want to have on our roster, and Malachi, just the physical attributes, you know? Um, like, so I'd want to give Banton a little bit more run first. Yeah, so. i completely in on that, too. Um, I just, I, and I'm sure you've seen it, there's a lot of screaming about Malachi getting in there uh, on, on Twitter, and I'm, I'm at the point now where, like I, I, I love the kid, but he needs an opportunity. I'm at the point now, and um, you know, I'm a little more ruthless. Uh, packaging, get you come. Um, I'm gonna skip, the, skip. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight up. Yeah, packaging up, man. It's what do we need? What could we get? Let's drop it. I'm that way too. Uh, my next question. Um, I'm gonna scrap the one that I had, and I'm just gonna throw something in there. Um, speaking of packaging. What do you guys feel is the future uh, with Goran Dragic? And uh, what do you guys uh, – do you think he gets packaged uh, before the deadline? Um, I think he won't finish the season with the Raptors, to be honest with you. I think he's, he is going to get packaged in, at, by the deadline. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like Dragic, but I don't know how he fits with this team right now. Like, I like him as a player. I've always followed him, but – just the fit is just not working out right now with the Raptors mm. um, because last game he didn't get any minutes. So, uh, But when he was on, he was kind of like, I don't know, maybe like struggling a little bit or not seeing the pass lanes or anything. But I, I think he's going to be gone by trade deadline, either buyout or trade. So, Crazy. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, like, like if we're not if we're not in a position to make the playoffs, hundred percent he's gone by the trade deadline you know yeah. if we are in a position to make the playoffs you know i mean keeping him because he's an expiring contract anyway keeping yeah. him is dependent on his play between now and then like heading into the season 
I really thought that by October 1st, they were going to do a deal with, uh, you know, the Mavs, right? Uh, for Moses Brown, you know, who I really yeah, like. Uh, but yeah, that's good. Remember, that didn't happen. I really like Drogic's game. Just I haven't like what I've seen from him so far this year has not been <laughs> impressive. Like, like he just looks like he's a little flat footed. Like, you know, like he doesn't look like he he's very quick when he's running around and he hasn't been making his shot too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's definitely got to give us something. Right. Otherwise, like Delano Banton's right there and um, he plays better defense. Like Drogic is not going to really give it to you on the defensive end. And he's there for his offense, and he's got to give us that, right? And if he doesn't give us that, then at least Banton is going to give us defense and running the floor for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that same way. Um, what I want to see is, like Justin said, seeing the passing, passing lanes, you know, like you said, uh, getting him um, uh, more offense. I just want to see better decision-making. I find that he, he makes his baskets – when the play completely breaks down and he can just, you know, take it to the hole or, or put up a shot. Um, I, from what I hear, he's an excellent leader and mentor. And I, I'd like to see that transfer onto the court just with better decision-making, man. Cause he is a vet, right? He may see things that other players don't see, but to your point about uh, Malachi, um, we're going in a different direction. Like, you know, Freddie and Gary Trent are the two guys that are undersized that I'm, I will, I will die on a hill with those guys are just, they're just, they're hornets. You know, they're out there pestering everybody mm-hmm. hey, on both ends of the court. Um, we don't really have much of a need. So I want to see better, just straight up better decision-making, just veteran decision-making when he's in there, when, yeah. he's, when he's in there, yeah. um, right on the rock. Uh, so bold prediction. Um, you know, I think we're really, we're all, I think we all have, um, an IV of Raptors Kool-Aid hooked up to us right now on Scotty Barnes, but uh, <laughs> Barnes will win rookie of the year. Yes or no? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would like to see him, but it's only been five games. So I'm just kind of going to let it play out first before I get I, too, I, too much on the bandwagon. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it because of an injury, but I think if the guy stays healthy, um, I mean, he's just, it's not even the, the plays that he makes it's just sorry it's, it's not the points that he gets or even the defense it's you know his court vision is off the freaking charts that's what i'm most impressed with and i was afraid to say it i didn't want to say it i was it was on the tip of my tongue watching the entire uh as as an old man that i am um watching the uh, entire dallas game until the commentator i can't remember which one of them said it said that's Magic Johnson type stuff. And I said, okay, I didn't say mm-hmm. it. He said it. That's right. That's fine. Because <laughs> it, 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 it is. When Magic came in the league, was making some of these passes. It really turned people's heads. Um, so um, I think if he stays healthy, and let's just pray that he does, everyone, because, yeah, he's a, he's a special young man. Um, yeah. So do you think that we need – do you guys think that we need a scorer? And I mean, somebody comes off the bench, a sixth man, you know, obviously Lou Williams comes to mind, but um, just someone like that, do you think that we should deal for a pure scorer? Or do you think we hold we hold, hold for I it? I think we need – I think that's – the Raptors' weakness right now is shooting and creation. I think they lack a lot of creation. I think when you talk about, like, creating, like, your own shot and shots for other, I think 
Freddie's probably the best one right now. Like, OG's not really a creator. Like, he'll catch the ball in the post or, like, on a three-point line and maybe shoot and maybe, maybe make a move or two. But he's not really a creator. And I think we only have Freddie right now. Like, if you think back to, like, the Bulls game, like, it was just Freddie going into the lane and trying to create something. And I think if we can get a guy that can kind of take some pressure off of Freddie, that, that can definitely help. Like, it can't really hurt. Like, um, Scotty Barnes is probably, like, the second best creator on the team. But he, he's still a rookie. So I would like, a, like, another creator that can kind of, like, kind of take some burden off of Freddie. Well, we got Pascal coming back to uh... – yeah. Point. So, uh, what about you? How do you feel? Uh, you know what? I think that we're going to need to see what the dynamic of the team is once Pascal Siakam returns. Because he averaged four and a half assists a game last year. You know, I think Van Vliet averaged 4.8 or something. So, he's, yeah. so, we run our offense through him pretty much as much as we run our offense through Fred Van Vliet. And so... Right. You you add him, that becomes another playmaker. You know, that really settles the half-court offense down. Like, our, our transition offense and things like that has been great. The issue has been the half-court offense. But when you have somebody like Pascal that you can throw it into on the block and then he can make plays out of that, now you've got three playmakers, you know, potentially. Yeah. Just in the starting lineup, you've got Van Vliet, Barnes, and Siakam, you know? Um, and then off the bench... Um, you know, like Banton has pretty good vision, right? Uh, we've got a Drogic that we can bring in if need be. So I really think that, you know, and in terms of scoring, I know that like this was the biggest issue. Oh, you know, how are the Raptors going to score points? And so far this season, like scoring points has been a challenge, especially in the half court. But if you look at yes. some of the guys on our roster, I mean, we do have scores, man. Like Gary Trent Jr. is a scorer yeah. and he's going to, and he's streaky. He, He's gonna light. He's gonna light it up at times, and then he's gonna struggle at times. But he's not scared to shoot. OG, you know, his uh, offensive game is rapidly developing. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, you know, averaged twenty points a game last year. Siakam averaged twenty points a game last year, twenty-one. You know, so so let's see what happens when Siakam gets back. Give this team a little bit of time, and then we'll know better about what we have. And then you know then I'm sure that the front office will do what they can to try and improve the team, yeah. right? Yeah. So on that note, um, and I'm sure you're going to have an analysis on this um, in, on, on your medium, but uh, who goes to the bench, guys, when Pascal comes back? <laughs> you know what? This is, this is going to be difficult. Um, my, like my gut instinct is telling me that uh, – that Gary Trent Jr. is going to be coming off the bench. And uh, then he's going to be that sixth man that you were alluding to. Um, and then have Scotty Barnes basically playing the shooting guard position, right? Which wow. he can do. Yeah. For or OG. Like so. Yeah. Yeah, OG or, can also play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's uh, – I was saying that too. I mean, at some point, I would love to see – Honestly, I was salivating over this man. I was salivating over uh, Bant. Just a, just a, just this quick switch up, you know. Give give Freddie and Gary a rest, and have uh, Banton, OG, Scotty, Pascal, and Precious out there just to have a mob length. Maybe in the third quarter at some point, I would love to just 
just watch watch that watch that length, man. Dominate exactly. You know, the six, the six nine lineup. I've thought about that already too. You know, you just sub. Basically, you take that starting lineup, um, take Trent Jr. out. You know, replace him with Siakam, basically, and then you sub yeah. Banton in for Van Vliet, and now basically everybody on there is six foot nine with the seven plus foot wingspan. wingspan. Yeah. 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 And, so that's so. and then everybody is a, is a plus defender too. Like that's just yeah. Yeah. a nightmare lineup that we throw out at times just that's to throw saying, a curve off to the other team, you know? You know, yeah. especially if we, if we, if we build a bit of that lead in that third quarter and you need to rest, rest those guys for the rest of the, rest of the way, you know, that'll really weigh on some teams. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited for tonight. Uh, predictions for tonight. I was saying, Jalen Suggs versus Scotty Barnes won. And I know there's a lot of hate on poor Jalen Suggs right now. Um, and I was joking about that. I said, this might be the only time we say that. No, it won't be. I'm sure the kid's going to be just fine. It's just Scotty came off like it. And, uh, you know, he is struggling. But um, how do you guys think we play in Orlando tonight? Or are we, are we at home? Uh, we're at home, yeah. We're, we're at, at home. home. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Good call. So I think Raptors handle business. You know, I yeah, I think we yeah. win by double digits. I think we win by over fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah because I think so too. Exactly Plus fifteen for Justin and Super Raptor. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a blowout for sure. Okay. Because I, I watched the last on. like last couple of Orlando games because I was like, I want to see how Suggs was doing. So and. I don't know. They they struggle a lot. Like their best score is probably like score wise is probably Terrence Ross. So yeah. <laughs> throw like OG Shout out on to Ross. Like, game over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a total. That's a total rebuild situation over there in Orlando. And um, it, this is a must win game for us. You know, like yeah, man. like it's early in the season, I want to say must win. To me, every game is yeah. a must win. We're about to go right. on the road. You know. And yeah. we can't lost a bunch of games at home. And so, like, this is one we got to get, you know. We got to win the games we're supposed to if we want to make it to the playoffs. You know, I tweeted about this. The difference between a playoff team and a, and a lottery team is just mm-hmm. – it's not necessarily that they beat contenders. It's that they win the games that they're supposed to win. You Most know, and that's what the Raptors are really right. good at over the last few yeah. years. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, we got – I think we have something like um... – 11 or 14 games on the road coming up. So yeah, it's a, it is, it's vital that we do this. Um, Looking at this little wrap up, this is pretty fun. I want to ask the people who were day ones, um, you know, that this is what always separated me from people that, you know, just started watching in the uh, second round of the, uh, of the playoffs during our chip, (laughs) maybe picked up a, uh, a Lowry Jersey that year. Um, all-time Raptors squad can't be. They can never have made an All-Star selection in their career. Plus a sixth man. Think about it. It's pretty tough. Um, yeah. We. Who are you guys going with? Any. You era, know. As long as they play I'm New Jersey. Gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out. You know, just a bunch of names. <clears throat> Whatever. Let's go six-man Terrence Ross. Right. Let's go. Ross, let's go. Jackson, shooting guard Norman Powell, right? Okay. Um, let, let's go. Point guard Jose Calderon, right? Gotcha. 
<clears throat> let's go. Uh, let's go. Small forward James Johnson. I always felt like James <laughs> Johnson never got the respect that he deserved. You know what I mean? Oh man, yeah, he was huge for us. That's right. <laughs> and let's go power forward uh, like Keon Clark, right? And let's go. Uh, let's go center. Let's go Rasho Nesterovich for center. Always going Rasho. Nice. <laughs> go I can't deep. believe you're picking Rasho over Jonas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, you know what? Interesting story. My my son, my son is named. My son's name is Jonas. You know, oh, and um, oh, wow. he was born like <laughs> he's seven years old. So he was born like just slightly after, you know, Jonas Valanciunas was drafted by us. And uh, you know, my wife likes to tell our friends and everything that he's named after the prophet Jonah, but we know what the truth is. You know, so <laughs> that's how you. <laughs> so that's I, awesome. I love Jonas Valanciunas too, but I just wanted to throw some names out there. You know, okay, for okay. sure, I like it. Yeah, who do you Fair got, Justin? Ah, uh, for sure, Jose Calderon. I, I I pick him as a six man. I like Alvin okay. Williams at the point guard. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah. Alvin, I got man. Anth- Anthony Parker. At the shooting guard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. floors definitely Jonas. I I I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate, but uh, Andrea Bargnani probably at the power. Okay. In today's game, we don't know. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And at the three, just someone random, Linus Klaza. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just get going with the name. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He could have had a great career if it wasn't an injury that he had right away with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really good, I thought. Yeah. I'm going to pull some names just because I'm going to go with my sixth man as the other Leonard in our franchise history, Sean Leonard. I like that kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a, you know, you picked Alvin Williams, so I guess I'll roll with Chris Childs. Um, All right. um, Yeah. I'm going back, going deep. Um, somebody that you guys might not have thought of, um, actually. Hmm. You know, I'm going with Norm, too. I love Norm. you got to go with Norm. That was my pick, so I'm not going to change that. But I'm going to go with Marcus Camby. Never made an all-star team, believe it or not. Never made an all-star team. Okay. Never made defensive player of the year. Um, he made a defensive uh, third team, second team. God, never made an all-star team. So mm-hmm. getting all over that one. Yeah, with that. And with this cast, um, let's give this guy a, another chance at Rafael Arujo. You know? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> let's throw the name out. Let's throw it. Let's Perhaps with the development that we've got is. in this day and age, could have been I better. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he could play in any day and age, but maybe Nick. Maybe Nick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then let's just throw somebody out there. Uh, let's go with Pop Sal. Hey, man. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think my team gets dominated by you guys, but I got some pretty cool names in there and some cool jerseys, different eras. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pop this out on uh, on uh, social media with our picks and see if people vote. Maybe we'll get some names in the uh, comments of some, uh, of some players we didn't think about. Um, yeah, anything else? guys want to go over real quick uh, you know what i just want to say one thing about scotty barnes um yeah. and the thing that i like about him the most is that like sure he can do it all and i do i do like the magic johnson comparison you know because he's unselfish like that um 
But what has impressed me the most about him is just how cool, calm, and composed he is. Like, this guy has poise. Like, rookies are not supposed to be like that, man. Like, this guy is, like, five games into his career. I remember when... I remember when we drafted DeMar DeRozan and we were hand-feeding him minutes. Like, every first quarter, he was getting eight minutes, you know, at least. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, in the third quarter, he was getting eight minutes at least. And so we, we would always start him. And we were trying to develop him like that. And I remember, like, watching him go through growing pains. But this guy, like, nothing phases him, you know? He's like a, he's like a Terminator out there, man. Like, he, this guy's got ice in his veins already. Like, it's, yeah. it's, you're right. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's Terminator, but we injected a personality into it because he's, yeah. he's big personality. I, uh, I had said that. I said, did he go forward in time six years and send himself back to play as a rookie? Because it just you, or um, you know, I is he on the drinking the same tea that Carey Price of the Montreal Canadiens does? It's like you're supposed to be phased right now. You're supposed to yeah. you're supposed to get shook when you get when you get some of these calls when you're defending some of the best players when you're taking them to the hoop the way you did. You're supposed to get shook. Nothing. Nothing. Just yeah. Like yeah. just like he's hooping, like he's always done. So, yeah, I I read somewhere that he was a winner all through high school too. So I I do think that when you have a winning culture and a winning mentality, um, yeah, you tend to uh, tends to get a little easier. I just didn't think it would be this easy. I know Justin's big on him. Justin, what's your favorite thing about Scotty? Um, like I like his feel for the game. I think that's the biggest thing. But the most uh, thing that impresses me the most, like you can tell all of, like the attributes and stuff, but the thing that most impresses me most is how he went from day one guarding Bradley Beal, day yeah. two guarding, or the second game he, he guarded uh, Tatum, the yeah. uh, third game he guarded Doncic, the fourth game he guarded, he guarded I think, was it, no, he, he guarded Patrick Williams. I think that was the guy he was on. And mm-hmm. then the last game, I think he, he was on like, I can't really remember. I think Brogdon, maybe. So, like, how he went, like, just coming into the league, (laughs) thrown into the Wolves, guarding some of the best scorers in the league. So, I like, I'm really impressed with that. 100%, man. He's a two way player and with the best development program in the league, like, three years from now, he's, he's going to be like a franchise player level talent, in my opinion. That's my bold prediction about him. You know, Raptors will be a top team contending for a chip. And he's the one. It's going to be his team, you know. And sooner, sooner than we all thought, you know, is what is what I think. I just pray that he doesn't get injured. That's all. Fingers crossed. That's it. Everyone, everyone, yeah, hopes up for Scotty. So, there you have it. You heard it here, live on this date, October 29th, Overhated Podcast. Justin Jair, Super Raptor, Scotty Barnes, the man, franchise player, future 2021-22 Rookie of the Year. Bank on it. Bank on it. (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you guys so much for joining me. It's been great. Like I said, shout out Super Raptor. Follow that on uh, on Twitter and uh, check them out on Medium. Um, Great analysis. And uh, check us out, Overhated. You know, we're getting there. We we always joke about our small uh, uh, listeners, (laughs) listenership, I guess. But uh, it's getting there, man. We're going to get there. And we're all going to feel what it's like to be overhated and uh, overhate on everyone else. So thanks 100%. You know what? A journey, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so you guys, I'm sure you guys have a bright future. I want to thank you guys for having me on and uh, keep thank producing you. the content that you guys are producing. 
You're the man. Cool. We'll do it yeah. again someday too. We'll check Thanks in talking sooner or later. Nice talking to you. Anytime. Thanks, Dustin. Cheers, All right, guys. gentlemen. Yeah. Take care. Have a great day. Peace. Bye.